Welcome back to the True Identity Podcast. I am your host, Corey Fronick, and today is episode seven. Very excited about this. Today's identity verse is rooted in John 15, 5. So excited to get into this one. And just to reemphasize why it's so important, understand your true identity. It's because the devil wants to break your spirit breaks your spirit and he'll break your will. Without a will, there is no hope. And understanding your true identity, your spiritual identity first, that's where all the strength is. That's where all of the understanding comes from. That's where all of wisdom is rooted, is in the knowledge of who Christ is. So today's verse is John fifteen five, and it says, I am the branch in Christ, the vine. Welcome to the True Identity Podcast. Welcome. Yeah. Where our mission is those six, six words. words. Love God, love people, make disciples. And this message, it's never changed. It's been the same. It's that we're dead to the old and made new in Christ. Let's get into it. So let's get to it. I am the true vine is the... Uh, verse that we're we're focusing on it's the it's the metaphor that Jesus was talking about in John 15. We'll start with John 15:5 first, and then we'll kind of do a layover so that way there's contextual understanding. I am the vine; you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. This verse is amazing. It is a true identity verse, and the purpose of understanding the, the strength that goes into that, experiencing the reality of why it is that we abide. Why is it that we abide? Well, the purpose of abiding is to um, picture that Jesus is trying to paint of the vine dresser, with God being the vine dresser and Jesus being the vine. That connection. And in that understanding is that Jesus is that connection between us, the branch that bears fruit, the fruit that comes from the life of God that connects us to the vine. It says here in John 15, 1, just to kind of go back to the context and the reasons why it's important to understand context is to to understand what Jesus is saying here. I am the true vine. My Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. And when I hear that one, it's like, okay, what is it that God's done in my life to prune back the weeds? (laughs) To prune back the parts of the branches in my life that have tried to uh, grow out and not produce fruit? There's a lot of meat in this verse. And one of the things that, for me, that comes to mind is my marriage. You know, marriage is such a, a beautiful illustration. For marriage is that connection between mankind and Christ. We get to illustrate that relationship by going into what God has defined in Genesis 2 as marriage between a man and a woman. It is an amazingly beautiful wonderful illustration 
of what that is supposed to look like. What it's saying in John 15 too, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. I can tell you that in my marriage, just to kind of use that as the illustration for this verse, it has become better. And God has brought my wife and I closer because of abiding and understanding that there is fruit that grows and there's times in a relationship and sometimes we don't see them. I know that there's been times where I definitely didn't see them and I thought all I was seeing was something that was important to me, but in reality it was something that God couldn't use. So he pruned back the branch a little bit and there was some pain, significant pain. Talking with Christians out in the world recently and people that you just that I just meet, you know, knowing that they've gone through similar pains like losing a child or being bedridden in the ICU like I was two months after my second daughter was born in and out for six months because I was having blood clots all throughout my body. The fact that I didn't have a stroke is a miracle. That's what the doctor said. But I have pictures that take me back to those moments when I was going through, when I was experiencing that time of my life. And there's a couple of them that really stand out. During that time, it was back in like 2014, I think it was the summer of 2015, I had got a brand new truck that I had put on a pedestal and made it so important. I wanted to customize it, make it new, and make it different from every other truck out there on the road. I wanted to make a possession more important than the God's calling on my life. And I didn't realize it, but God could use that. And for me, that was a branch that he pruned back in a significant way. When I went into the hospital the, the, the first time, I had driven the truck to the ICU, not knowing the circumstance of my condition, not knowing the impact that it would have had on my life. At this time, I had received Christ. I didn't understand what was going on. I was working out twice a day. I was in top physical condition. I was in the best condition of my life. And I thought that I was just experiencing a pretty painful cramp. And I was lacrosse balling the cramp out of my calf, thinking that it was just lactic acid. And in fact, I was just breaking up the clot. Ended up finding the clot all the way up to my waist from my left ankle. And it had broken up and it had spread to my right lung. So I had pulmonary embolisms and a deep vein thrombosis in my left leg. The procedure that I had to undergo, which I was told before I went into it, there's a chance that I couldn't come out. I didn't want to know the percentages. I was just told that a person of my age and of my condition and of my health, that it was out of the ordinary to be experiencing blood clots. Now, they think the blood clots came because of uh, factor V Leiden which is a genetic mutation in the DNA. And I don't really know uh, the truth behind that, but I do know that it was this moment in time that was meant to try to break me, to try to break my spirit. It strengthened my spirit. It strengthened my will to survive in a different type of way. I was laying there in the ICU bed. I was holding my wife's hand. My wife was sleeping in the, in the bed with, a, with me, and it was so uncomfortable but I had her with me. And as I gazed out of the window, I was up on like the eighth floor of the hospital. And I had a good view. I had a beautiful view in Lone Tree, Colorado. What made the view look so different 
there was an object at the end of the parking lot that was skewing the beauty of the landscape. And that object was my truck. I had made it so important to me that I had forgotten some of the most important things in my life. I didn't necessarily forget them. I loved my family. I cherished my family. I played with my my kids. I loved my wife. However, I did look at this material possession as if it was something important. I had looked at this truck as if it was something more than just a truck. I thought it was a symbol of success. It was a symbol of foolishness. And this is what I have experienced, and this is what God has revealed to me. Keep in mind, Christian, this podcast, this conversation that I'm having with you and I is about how I have experienced my true identity in Christ. Your experience might be different. In fact, I hope it is, because going through some of the things that I've had to go through hasn't been easy. And I'm sure the things that you're going through as well are not things that I want to go through. I am sure of that. There's a lot of awful stuff going on in this world, but God uses it all for good. So this experience for me, this one experience that I'm kind of pivoting on from John 15 to was this one branch that wasn't growing fruit and it wasn't going to grow fruit. If you've ever looked at a vine, if you've ever been to California and experienced the vineyards out there and seen the beauty of the vines that grow grapes and the vines that don't, and how much work is involved with maintaining a grapevine. It's fascinating that Jesus used this as an illustration for the purpose of abiding. If you've seen this type of labor done, uh, you might appreciate it a little bit more. I wish I could show you. However, I've experienced this illustration spiritually, in my faith, in my walk with Christ. Here I am. I'm a Christian. Why is God using this moment? Why is he breaking me down? He wasn't doing any of it. God was just using this little moment in my life to expose to me the reality of what he was pruning back. It was beautiful. In that moment, I was bitter. When I'm experiencing those moments where I know that it's bitterness, I know that it's not of God. As I've experienced it more, I now experience it less and less the more that I abide in Christ. It's not easy. Nobody in the world, nor past nor present, would ever say that abiding in Christ is easy. It is hard. But why do we do it? Because he died on the cross. God sent his son to live the life that we are called to live, whether you believe it or not. Christian that's listening to this podcast, you know that. You know it's true. God has revealed this truth to you through the Holy Spirit. He's revealed it to me through the Holy Spirit. Just know the enemy wants to try to break your spiritual identity. And the only way to do that is to try to call you out by name. The enemy did this on the first day that Jesus went into the wilderness for 40 days questioning whether or not he was God's son. If you're really God's son, he was questioning his identity. But what what was Jesus' response? Do not test the Lord your God. Let's, Let's be honest. Those are the types of responses that we're called to have. He doesn't expect us questioning our identity. He wants us to look at the reality, what is actually happening. Are you experiencing a quote unquote identity crisis? The fact is, God wants you to grow in your love for Him on your own. He wants you to do that on your own. That's free will. God wants you to grow in 
your understanding of who he is and who he's called you to be. It's a beautiful thing. It's truly freedom. It's liberty. It's what makes America a great country. It's the same idea that America was created on. It wasn't by mistake. It was by design. And you and I, as believers, as God's kids, it's by design for us to understand that there's going to be bumps along the way. And to kind of tie it back into John 15 too, yeah, there's going to be some pruning because there's going to be some branches in our lives that aren't going to bear fruit. And God's going to try to find ways to reveal that to us. No, I don't want that. I don't want that in your life. I don't want that for you. It's not good. It's a dead branch. You shouldn't want that for you. That's not love. So as I've grown in my, in my marriage with my wife, it's strengthened us through everything that we've gone through. We've gone through some serious stuff. And it was moments like that one where I'm holding her hand. I know I'll never leave this woman. And, and sometimes we'll jokingly say, you're only with me because of your faith. No, not even a little bit. It's because me, I'm being sanctified to my wife every single day. That's what marriage is about. It's about sanctification. It's an illustration of over the relationship between God and mankind. It's a relationship of your, it's an illustration of your faith between your spouse and yourself. If you're married, you know that. The longer that you're together, the more that you guys become one flesh. When you get cut, you scar and you feel those scars. Never stop thinking about my son every single day. There's something, there was a song that I heard today as it was hard not to water in my eye because of what I heard in the song. It was a country western song talking about how the the son wanted to be more like his dad. I want to be more like you. Gosh, man, that really breaks you down. If you've gone through what I've gone through, you know what I mean. If you haven't, I pray that you don't. (laughs) It is not easy. I laugh because it's easier to shrug it off that way. John 15, 3. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself. Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. And here's our verse. I am the vine. That's an identity. You are the branches. Identity. You're grafted into the vine. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. I want to keep going here because this illustration gets more important the more that we go, and we're only going to go through verse 17. When we're having disciple conversations, when you're talking to your disciples, these contextual understandings are so important, and not saying that that's what we're doing here. This is not disciple time. This is just me sharing my experience and my faith and my journey understanding my true identity in Christ with the hope that maybe God uses me in a way to reveal something to you that maybe you don't see or you don't understand. Or maybe you do, and that's even even better. But the purposes of this conversation between me and you right now is to inspire you to get back out there making disciples that make disciples. Anyways, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Wow, that is love. He's not talking about a Ferrari. He's asking about spiritual gifts. He's talking about spiritual gifts here. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. That's what we are, Christian. We are disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. How many times has he said abide already? 
four or five. I don't know. A lot. It's already, it's jumping out at me. Abide in my love. That's what we're doing here. We're, we're, we're literally abiding in his love when we understand that we are truly the branch that's connected to Christ in the vine. And the vine is where the life comes from. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and I abide in His love. You know, walk the walk, talk the talk. Don't talk about it, be about it. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment. Big word. It should be in all bold letters and capitalized. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. Hmm. That's the second time I've heard that verse this week. Chad Williams, Jack Hibbs, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills spoke about that this weekend. Good talk. If you get a chance, check that out. You are my friends. If you do what I command you, No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. That's another identity right there. We're not going to get into that right now, though. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give it to you. It's another identity verse, too. It says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. You've been appointed that you should go and bear fruit. So Christian, if you and I aren't going and bearing fruit, it might seem like there's some pruning going on in our lives. And maybe you don't see it as pruning. Maybe you see it as bitterness like I did. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. That's what this podcast is. It's my way of trying to break through the noise to get to you and to tell you that you are in Christ, where all the life comes from, where all the joy comes from, where all the peace comes from, God's love, God's peace, supernatural peace like we talked in the last episode. If you haven't had a chance, go back and check that out, please. Christian, as you go into the world today, as you go into your evenings, as you go into the rest of your week, understand that you abiding in Christ is when all of the fruit grows. There is nothing better than seeing the fruit hanging from your branch, spiritually. And it is kind of nice in the backyard too, when your trees are growing fruit. So see it the same way. Look at how amazing it is when a tree grows fruit. Look also to what Jesus talks about, to the fig tree that doesn't grow fruit. Keep that in mind as you're going into your day. And understand that the enemy is going to try to attack your identity. And the more that you understand your true identity in Christ, the more that you're going to be connected to him and to him, the Father. So Christian, I pray whatever has been said in this, in this podcast, in this short time, whatever it is, Father, you know what this Christian is dealing with. You know what they're wrestling with. You know where they need to have be pruned back. And Lord, I pray that the Christian listening to this podcast today chooses to allow you to help them grow in these moments, to grow through these challenges, to grow through these moments, to go out into the world, Lord, and to make disciples the way that you have commanded us, the way that you said in John 15, the way that you spoke this way, 
a little over 2,000 years ago. So Lord, I thank you for giving us your word, and may we cherish it and grow in the knowledge of who you are so that way we know the Father's heart. Until next week, Christian, I'm out. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you get a chance, find me on the Bible app. Let's jump into a devotional. You can also find me on Instagram and also on Facebook, True Identity Podcast. I look forward to connecting with you there.